Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deck Hockey Focus. We remain your number one source for deck hockey news, tournament reviews, equipment reviews, and in general entertainment. Tonight's episode, we're going to go through a quick rundown of attributes and stats of players you want to have on your team for the tournament. And since we're jumping right into the Quad City playoffs, sorry Waterloo and De Springfield players, we're going to talk all about the Quad Cities for the latter part of this episode. We'll get episode. back to you, there's just so much going on. Yeah. We're Jack busy, and Mock, let's jump into it. This thing's first, guys. Shaq, I know you're a bit like myself, poring over spreadsheets, looking at stats, uh, but there's a lot of stuff stats can't tell you. What are some of the intangibles you're looking for when you're putting together a summer tournament team? I would say the biggest thing I'm looking for is, it's an overused statement, but a guy who's good in the room. Like, stats are going to tell Attitude. you one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Stats are going to... I mean, that's going to get your name kind of noticed and, you know, maybe a, mm -hmm. a little scouting trip, but I don't necessarily put too much value on that. I, I look more of, hey, that guy just made a smart line change in a 45-second shift or, you know, he's playing with the, his head up. So, like, even coachability would be a factor. Absolutely. Yeah. So, my theory on teams is I don't need or want a team of superstars. I want a team that's going to beat the superstar. Yeah, and I've noticed in the past, you normally bring a team of only six players on the bench. You definitely seem to have the attitude of not just throwing a body in there to have a body there. Well, that's a points thing. That's a salary cap that's issue. Salary cap. It's like, hey, do we want... Basically, the Vegas Golden Knights strategy, for lack of a better term, yep. where you've got a bunch of middle-level players, but you don't have that, like Alex Ovechkin or that Sidney Crosby. You don't have that D1-plus guy but you've got more, you just have one entire second line, basically, instead of a first line and a distinct second line. Well, it's a good point, too, and it's a, it's a good question. And the theory behind the six or seven people on the bench is, like Mox said, salary cap. But if you go and want nine on your bench when you're playing with the salary cap, you have to dilute the value, call mm -hmm. that, of each player's rank. If you go six or seven and you know the guys can play half the game, you can go get one or two high-level guys. Right. Get that middle ranking, like if you're playing D2, get some D2 guys and then offset the D1 with, you know, a three plus guy with some wheels, the yeah. proverbial pawn, like we talked about last yeah. week. I don't, I don't want to give too much more away of our secret sauce of championships as we've seen in Waterloo well, and, Shaq, and I was, NBA tournaments. I was going to ask you, um, how do you, so you've got a good base. I mean, you've got mm -hmm. multiple teams that feed into each other and things like that. For somebody that's maybe not on Mafia or Tracos or BD Bandits, these teams that have feeders, how do you get started? Like, what was your jumping off point of like, all right, I'm taking control and we're going to make this? I Honestly, it, start, it kind of was a role I fell into. We had a guy who was the captain for a while. Couldn't take that on anymore, so I did. So I started like ground up. Just like anything, you know, you don't come in with then four or five teams. So you just you work with what you got and then work build. With what, yep, work with what we have. We had one team at the time that's, you know, spawned, I'm going to call it trades, where people like saw like, oh, I, I like these guys. They're good guys. They hang out. Like, I want to be a part of that team. That grew to a point I couldn't have one team. I wanted these guys. I like these guys. I want to hang out with them. So let's create a second team. Yeah. And then tournaments started getting, you know, the NDA where we are now getting serious playing for money and then more guys and more guys and and now it's just this 
organization that's building and growing. What are your th- what are your thoughts on sniping people's players? Where you're like, I know that so and so wants to go and play for our rivals. Let's let's get them. We can afford them. Do it. I, I mean, that's a that's a player decision. Exactly. They're the one who's going to have to answer to their other teammates. I'm making an offer. You. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to what what the different other teams have to offer. Like, you know, is it a better team environment? Is it yeah. are they leaving for friends? Well, you know, see, a lot I, of the times it's it's a lot more complicated than I, just I'm leaving a team. Yeah, I say do it, but I do say that in the sense that there's a way to do it. And we're like, all right, whatever. Casper's and I keep going back and forth. I'm on vacation. He tries to steal one of my guys. He's a good the... sport about it. Yeah, it was it was a good text exchange. Yeah, um, he, uh, he talked to me about that at my eighth grade brother's graduation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an episode of the league. Yeah, literally, <laughs> it we're, is. we're sitting there in the back talking about it because his son goes to school with my brothers. That's awesome. Yeah. But no, I kind of ride that line between like, I'll do anything it takes to win, so I have no problem being like, hey, I gotta go with this team because they're gonna win. But at the same time. I want to beat the bad guys. So like rather than going and joining the team that I think is going to win, I would rather make the team that's going to win and then beat those guys that should win. So exactly. like, I flirt with both of those. Um, but well, I mean, I think from like going places, I, I think know. from a general manager standpoint though, you have to make the offer to the player. If that's yeah. the player you want, if that's the player you need, you have to talk to him. Yeah. Yeah. At, at a minimum, it's planning a seed for the future. Yeah, and I think it's also important to make sure, as you talked about earlier with attitude, your players are going to mesh with your team environment, right? There's a lot of teams that are drinking teams. There are other teams that are a lot more serious. We've we've kind of evolved from less of a drinking team until we win um, to more of a very serious organization that focuses on – got to know what on, you're looking for. Right. Exactly. And yeah. it, it comes down to, like, you've got to find the guys that will fit. And you – ultimately can have some tough conversations if guys are not going to well, fit into sometimes, that schedule. And we see it with the daily. Sometimes that drinking team, that's their team <laughs> chemistry that you got to watch out for. So yeah, yeah they get a, they have a couple of beers after the game and whatnot, but those guys are buddies and they like to pass. So, I mean, that can be serious. I was thinking too, do you put an artificial weight on players that are used to playing two, three games in a night or five days a week? So when you do come to the tournament it's like, Hey, we're going to have eight games over the next three days you're going to be sore. You're going to be tired. And this is just another, another day for somebody who plays on multiple teams and plays all the freaking time. Fundamentally, you want to say, yeah, because you, you would think it's, you know, training for the tournament, but it's a fine line and you have to differentiate. It boils down to the player themselves because what, if they're playing two, three, four games a night for the span of three months, playoffs in the week before the tournament, uh, what so are they going to be? Are they going to be okay to done. play? Or did it's they like go to NHL playoffs and then you got to go to the Olympics or something? Yeah. Like, did they run out of gas halfway through the playoffs or did they even get to the playoffs? Yeah, that's a good point. So it, it's a balancing act. There's guys that can definitely do it. There's guys that think they can and run into a little bit of an issue about this time of year. So again, it's just the individual attribute. Yeah, how much are you up there scouting and looking at what how players are passing, how they're shooting? I know we've given you a few names of players to go check out. Mm-hmm. Um, what what are you looking for when you when you go up there and actually scout? I don't I don't necessarily look at the team they're playing on or how they're playing in that specific situation. There's eight million things that can go into it. Right. But like we talked about, something that's coachability is is he playing with his head up? Is he making that smart pass? Is he not just driving to the net and taking crap shots right. all the time right is he or, his head up yeah or is it or is it a guy that's you know oh I just, i'm gonna take a four minute shift and yep. then ruin yep. the chemistry i'm looking for the guy that's gonna play smart play with his head up 
in the subs on other teams are really when you get to see what they can do because they don't know them. Yeah. And then that's where you can see like what their core strengths are. I also like I haven't I haven't done a whole lot of scouting, but I take a look at a guy on a bench too and see how he's talking to his teammates if he's like incredibly negative or and generally you can see that translate to the deck i mean there are some players we've played with that you know if they're feeling down or they're frustrated about some line line mates they're with you can tell they're dogging it out there and Mm -hmm. they're not playing you know the same way we'd want in our organization and that's not what i want i want somebody who's going to be i want to i want every player to have captain ability that that one guy is can not the golden knight strategy what am i doing on the team Follow-up question. Comic humor. Captain. <laughs> Comic humor. <laughs> no, but I was thinking too, there are a lot of times where we'll go up there and we'll be looking at a guy and we're like, hey, we should be thinking about putting him on the team and we'll watch him and he'll play really good and we're like, yeah, he is a good player, but the role that we're trying to fill is, mm-hmm. exactly that's not the role. Like, yeah. We don't need a speed demon right now. We need uh, another person for our power player. We need someone to play with so-and-so like they need a setup guy this guy's a big shooter we can't put two shooters on the same line you gotta have a setup man yeah so there's players i want and there's names i'm not going to name them but Mm -hmm. for the future but it's just not going to happen this year i can't i can't make it mesh and it tie and honestly like the foundation of this whole thing ties ties into what we talked about on last episode in waterloo and guys who are going to play a system and be all in because it takes the entire team to do that and if you have one guy that you know wants to be a wrinkle that's going to throw the whole thing off right i know you've built our d4 team this coming upcoming summer tournament too of mostly uh, non-players right <laughs> so what are you looking for when you don't have a player that you can look at the skills on deck for I take that one yeah wheels 100 percent. wheels 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 endurance yeah that's going to be the determining factor at the lower levels by a lot at and the, then goaltender yeah at the lower league I, it, it's all going to be speed and a halfway okay goaltender. Yeah, really <laughs> acceptable. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, that's really the gist of it. I... But oh, Speaking of goaltenders, uh, you just got new equipment. I think that's an important thing to touch on. I was actually talking to somebody the other day, and I said, like, I've got an extra pair of rain shoes. You need, you need to wear a size 10 this weekend. Th- that's what you're going to work with. Because if it rains, you're not wearing your regular shoes. And yeah. I had to explain that to somebody that's coming in from out of town. They were like, oh, no, I've got a good pair of shoes. No, you don't. You're wearing these shoes. I'm sorry. Welcome to the team. Yeah. Yep. Well, we threw it out in the two-plus chat earlier, and it was kind of joking. He was like, hey, guys, it's raining. Bring your rain shoes. P.S., if you don't have rain shoes, you're off the yeah, team. Don't show up tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Get rain shoes. You're off the team. But it, it's going to be guys who are going to be be prepared to if play you, in whatever conditions do. If you're if you don't have rain shoes and you don't have that Spider-Man ability up and down the deck, reach out to Nick Levesque. He will help you uh, coat your shoes and Formula One racing tire. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Thanks, Bridgestone. So 18k this year, 16,000. 16,000. 16, I'm yep. fake news, but oh man, it is going to be a. And ugh, so can fun. we can we touch on too? There's finalist prizes now. Both. Yes. In yes. all leagues, there's mm-hmm. there's a league. if you just make it to the finals, you get something. That's huge. Yeah. That that is a big deal, especially in D one. I think it's a thousand dollars. D one gets a grand. Yeah, that's that's pretty big. That's awesome. That's amazing. That's so cool. Well, and they've done a bunch of work up there too to fixing all the grass and and working yep. on some irrigation stuff. So like we are really shaping up, man. Yeah. It's going to be the best tournament I, I think ever by a mm-hmm. long shot. We'll be up there setting up on. Fourth of July, while the rest of you are out with your families. Yeah, Fourth of July up. is canceled this year. If I'll you guys be with are... my family at the deck setting <laughs> up. Exactly. Irish Mafia is my family. <laughs> well, I think that about wraps it up for this segment. Uh, looking forward to seeing you out there in the uh, summer NDA tournament.
This episode is brought to you by Deck Hockey Focus, one year anniversary. It's our birthday uh, coming up June 16th, and sometime around then, uh, probably shortly thereafter, we will be having some sort of party. Alcohol may or may not be involved. I'm not at liberty to discuss all of the details, but be looking for updates on that coming soon. The season is wrapping up right now. Uh, we only have a few short weeks right before the playoffs. I think it's like five or six days right yeah, now. Like that. Um, we'll so we're, we're going to go through the Quad City teams right now, all the way from women's, all the way up to D1, give you our picks, who we think is going to win. Uh, maybe give you some insights on who's crushing it, who's not. Um, <clears throat> probably not so much on the not. But let's just jump right into women's. Um, I'm going to go with my pick as the rental guys. I don't have a whole lot of information. Absolutely on agree. So I've, I've roughed a handful of women's games and they seem like they've got their things under control. Um, a few of them have won in the past. Uh, they were, uh, um, was it deck magic, deck magic, deck magic. So deck magic had a little bit of a split and the rental guys are looking pretty powerful. They score a lot of goals too. So I, I would say they're by and large the favorite. And Shelby Womack is leading right now. It looks like in goal or points. Yeah, thirty-three uh, points. Not so much goals, but oh, totally goals. Twenty-four goals. Uh, there's somebody twenty-seven right below her. Yeah, but I think twenty-four is a really good number. But it'll be interesting to see what happens as it whittles down and see yep, how Shaq, the competition. Who's who your pick for that league? I took just one more, and I did that honestly to have some, uh, just to disagree with you guys. Yeah, that's fair. Well, that's I think fair. that absentee is uh, Nikki. Nikki's playing out. Nikki Calavari is playing out. She's exactly. actually really good out. Really? Yeah, she's pretty good. Uh, moving on to uh, D5. I have my pick is Old Folks Home with Kramer and Nett. I'm a big fan of Kramer, so I'm on the, I'm on board there. Uh, I think the probably the best jerseys are Local 25, so I'll take them. Yeah, fun fact about that team. Um, they are sponsored by their union. So all the guys are Local 25 plumbers and pipe fitters, just like the name entails. Um, and I think they get some sort of equipment budget. I mean, that that might not be the case anymore. But you cannot sub on their team unless you are a plumber. So their team no sub. Yeah, I like pretty it pretty much. Pretty much. Well, and they they've done this for a few seasons now too. Yeah, yeah. So things might have changed. I know that was the case when they first brought a team up here. But I, I mean, kind of my takeaway, my point on that was that they're not to be counted out. They know what they need to do from here on out to win. Oh, for sure. So uh, moving up to D four. Uh, my pick In, is God. My pick's the Devils. Why Devils? Uh, they've got a pretty good team. They've got a lot of team chemistry. They've been playing for a while together. Uh, sub for them the other night, and I think that between Alex Sellers and Nate Witherspoon, they have people that can score and know how to move the puck around. They're not my pick, but on that though, they do lead the league in power play percentage, fifty-five percent. It's pretty good. So I, I think. I mean, I didn't pick them. I, t- I took the Angry Beavers because I wanted to phone that one in and just take the first place team who's wrecked the league so far. <laughs> um, but what their, What's their points? Uh, 140. Okay. But BD Bandits, uh, which I don't – you took. No, no, I took Jimmy O. You took Jimmy O? Yeah, I took Jimmy O because, one, Big D is a powerhouse. Word. And he's oh. a, yeah, he's he's been playing up – in goal, he's been playing really high, but – He's he scores a lot. If he can pick his head up, maybe a little bit, Big D. I know you're probably listening, Big D. Pick up your head and pass a little bit, but you're scoring a lot of goals. And I think uh, Mikkelright is their goalie, and I think he's a competitor. So I think he'll have a whole nother gear when the playoffs get hot and heavy. So yeah, the one team we didn't mention here, and I just want to call it out, is the Bros with Hose. Eleven for eleven, hundred percent on the PK. Eleven for eleven. Yeah. On the penalty kill. Wow. So if you guys are playing those guys in the playoffs, just don't take a penalty. You're probably not going to score. 
<laughs> um, D4 plus. I'm going uh, BD Bandits. They've got Plummer in net, I believe. Uh, him or Shane Nickel, one of the two. Yeah, I think it's Shane Nickel there. Okay, well, either way, Shane Nickel's a good goal. He, he played in D1 the other night, didn't have the best experience in the world, but I'm sure going back to D4 after that is going to be like a walk in the park. It's so. a huge jump, Yeah, so good for him. And they're leading in, or they're up there in PK with a 95% yeah. save, or uh, killing percentage. Uh, I'm going to go with Devils White with uh, Sam Nelson on that team. He seems to be carrying that team. Uh, an excellent shooter. I think Mark Hubert's also on that team. Uh, they're at 54% on the power play, which is leading D4+. plus. So as a goalie, I like defense. So I took the Devils red to take that. They're neck and neck in the standings. I think it might only be just... White and red are both like tied, basically? Yeah, 157 to 158. Mm. Uh, but they're 5 for 6, 83% on the PK. Hmm. One thing I do want to mention, though, we cannot count out those lower-level teams because for sure we've seen as soon as you come from that single elimination bracket, they come in white hot mm-hmm. against teams that haven't been playing for fighting, a couple fighting weeks. for their lives, basically. Teams that have had a week or so off and kind of maybe have lost a step or got to relax yeah. too much. Yeah, but, but getting a three open, what do you guys got? Um, I, I'd be blaspheming if I did not pick myself to win that. <laughs> uh, I play for myself in that league. We are leading in uh, power play percentage. Kill squash. Um, 43%. We've also drawn 28 uh, penalties on teams against us. So we are leading the league or leading that league. And uh, penalty penalties. minutes? No, penalties oh, drawn. Pa- on like yeah. most power play power time. Play four. Yep. Oh, wow. What's your percentage? 76. Pretty good. Not bad. Pretty good. Uh, I'm actually go- at a 28. Yeah, you know, exactly. 75 percent is a lot different when it's out of it's four. Of three for four. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a big sample size there. Uh, I'm going nightshades. 12 and 0. It's a 12 it's, and 0. That's a slippery slope, but I think they're gonna ride that. So I don't know a ton about three open, and I see a lot of people subbing, but I'm I'm gonna say don't count out the she devils. I'm not saying that I think that they'll win. But I'd say don't count them out. I just think that they've added a couple of pieces, and I've seen them up their game a little bit. So um, I wouldn't count them out. And they got the best-looking jerseys, I think. Really? I don't know. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll argue that on another day, maybe. We can do that. But let's hop into three, because I'm going to be a bandwagon fan and stick with Mafia. I've been semi-coaching them a little bit, just on their bench, uh, helping. They've got a handful of new players that, Actually, Chad kind of asked me just to give a little bit of direction and stuff, too. But Chad plays out. He does well. I think Albie's on that team. He does pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. If they can keep if they can keep everybody's head on straight. They got a couple of guys that will – they just they have a tough time focusing come the second, third period. And if they can mitigate that, I think they're going to be fine. Nice. Squad, who do you have? Uh, I'm going with QC Devils. Austin Whelan, <laughs> historically in the playoffs – finds a way to dial it in yep. and it's very difficult to Absolutely. beat. Um, and Zach Roland is one of those guys that most people count out. He, he uses a, a taped up my stick on the blade and he has one of the sickest backhands of anybody up there. All right. Well, I'd say I phoned this one in and took the top seat again, but I don't think I did that. Uh, Dex uh, of hazard. Um, their goal differential right now, plus 50. Oh boy. Nine and one on the season. Uh, they're only three points ahead of Mafia, one thirty-seven to one thirty-four. But there's fourteen additional goals scored there. Yeah, and their PK is batting a thousand eight for eight. 
Eight for eight, a hundred percent. So I, I think there's a reason they're number one in the standings right now, and I think there's a pretty good 100% opportunity. Power to, play is super impressive. Yeah, they're. I think they're going to be able to take that momentum through the playoffs. Three plus, I got mound. Um, I think they've got a lot of top end talent. And I think that's what it's going to take. Uh, they can score a lot of goals. They've got what? They've got D one Blake Mills, <laughs> um, Micklewright. Uh, they move the ball a lot. So I refed one of their games the other night and they just, they were just moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball. And it was a wet game too. And I got to remember who was in net, but it was basically, I can't remember who they were shooting at, but he was just stopping everything. And they were just peppering this guy and they ended up barely squeaking out a win, but like any other goaltender performance in net. And it was, would have been a bloodbath. I'm going to go ahead and go and pick a Eagles D3 plus the uh, Smith brothers all play on that team. They have a, a line of them uh, right now. They're sitting at four and nine on the power play. So 44%, but that's good enough to be leading that's in a tie. Oh, so yeah. they're like the stall brothers. There's yeah. just too many of them. And they're like, ah, oh, we'll just all go to one team. Yeah. 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 So I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to go with the three hole here in the current standings and go Irish mafia. They're in third. Yeah. I think Chad's doing a really good job, of like you know, leading that team and putting. Is he playing out or is he in net? He's in net. Okay, good. Chad's a really good goalie. Yeah. Speaking of Chad Canelli and net, um, D two. I am picking the dailies. Hundred percent. Everybody's got to pick the dailies. They they're, are, just... they're averaging thirteen point five five points a game, do which is hurricane. four points a game ahead of second place per game. Well, and the interesting side note here is like point wise, one hundred and forty nine. Currently in first place, second place is Wicks at 107. And everybody's everybody's differential in that league is either neutral or negative. So they're other already, than the dailies. So they're already mathematically President's Trophy winners, right? Hundred percent. Okay, but so then here's my theory: in the NHL, you win the President's Trophy. They say it's bad luck and it's impossible to win the Cup if you win the President's Trophy. That's yeah. I'm sure it's happened a bunch of times, but that's the the stereotype. So don't get cocky. Don't get cocky, Dailies. Play your game or you're not going to win. Oh, 100%. And I'm just going to mention this. The one team I'd be on the lookout for right now had a rough start to the season, but playing extremely well is Mutiny. Mutiny. Mutiny blocks a ton of shots. Hansky, his entire body must be one, either one pad or it's just all bruises. He blocks so many shots. (laughs) It's it's insane. I think I would also go like an honorable mention in second place right now is Wicks. Um, If they can... Make sure nobody's getting suspended on that team. They're doing quite well. Uh, they have a 16 over 19 on the PK, 84% kill when they commit a penalty. Yeah, the and Squatchy just hit on it. Make sure nobody gets suspended or kills anybody, but that the penalties taken there is huge Yep, compared yeah. to everybody else in the league. So I, I think they're a team that can either – they're good. Get your head on they're straight good. and you'll be fine. Correct. Play your game. Exactly. For sure. Uh, moving up to D2+, plus, I think uh, conversely from D2, we are all picking different teams again. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say uh, BD Bandits, 2+, plus, has a has a really good shot at taking it. Um, this league is very contentious. When you look at the win-loss, it could go all the way from first to fifth place here. It could go either way. Yeah, and Freiburg is going to be a, a huge... Huge, huge impact for those guys. Yeah, if he shows up, he's the best goalie in the deck. So Absolutely. That's a tough one. Mock, who do you have? Um, inclined to take Mafia, but I think if, if we were to get beat by somebody, the team I most worry about is Coffee Hound. Um, they've got 
Bobby, they've got Micklewright, they've got Caspers, right? Am I talking right? They have Caspers, Micklewright's on uh, the mound. Oh, okay, okay. I'm getting well, them Bobby, confused Mar- with crew. I'm getting them confused with crew. Yeah, they have but Marty. I, oh, they have Marty Philly on. He blocks probably more shots than Hansky, as I was just talking about. But yeah, and Marty's got an absolute bomb. So they're all their whole team is built of guys that have like like championship experience. I'll put it that way. So they're like they're content with winning, and that's the team that I I see us losing to the easiest. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to take Mafia here. Uh, currently number one in the standings. Power play 13 of 25, leading with 52%. And I'm going to take them to be selfish and celebrate myself. Even so, though you're not on the team. Correct. Um, Shackleford, GM. Yeah. So, uh, honestly, D2 plus, though. I mean, we're naming some names and picking, but it, it's got a... What's our power play? Uh, Mafia. 13 of 25, 52%. 52? That's pretty yeah. darn good, man. It, but it should be noted that, like, as we're saying, it's contentious all the way down. Deckheads two plus in fifth place is actually leading in the penalty kill sixteen over twenty one for seventy six percent. That's pretty solid. Yeah, it, it, this two plus is going to be it's going to be a game time decision. Whoever shows up in the playoffs wins that one game in front of them. Yeah, jersey points go out the door. <laughs> exactly, winning per period goes out the door because we're a very strategic team with Mafia, so we squeeze every point that we can possibly find. Mm-hmm. So if we're if we're on the edge of getting a period points or whatever we sell it like it's the end of the game and it could be the first period. So that is not a strategy that is going to translate to win. It's a one win playoff strategy. So correct. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, and let's go ahead and swing right on to the top league D one. Um, I have a feeling the QC crew Traco's dynasty is going to continue. Um, I think they've lost it a couple times. But I believe that they have the players to make it happen again. Um, they're very smart with who they add and who they remove. Uh, they have a 16 goal differential, and they're leading in the PK with an 83 percent, 15 over 18. Tracos. Yep. Yeah. Plus, they just win. Makes me sick. But it should be noted again in D1, six and five, five and five, five and four, four and six. Inconsistent I mean, league inconsistently 100%. tons of subs goalies are running around it's inconsistent so it's very hard to predict and i think that they're your most like reliable team whatever i'm sick and tired of them winning and i will not put it in my brain that i think they're gonna win i need them to lose i play in this league i'm not picking us though because we never show up <laughs> and uh um i'm i'm gonna say dominoes i'm gonna say pat feels the same way about trade coast that i do and i think he'll put the team on his back he's crushing it in the points right now and I mean, everybody knows when Pat turns it on, you can have a four-goal lead, and Pat can go out there and make that go away very, very, very quickly, and he'll do it himself. Yeah. And, I mean, he's got a supporting cast around him, and I don't think he needs one. No. That's, I, yeah. I, I'm on that team, and I love playing behind Pat. It's, well, their goaltender is terrible, so other than that. He always shows that, up for, like, <laughs> Sunday games. It's weird. He's, like, slightly better than mediocre. <laughs> no, but seriously, Shaq, you, you won a, a bunch of trophies last year, and I just think – Pat wants a D1 real bad. He's got Ovechkin syndrome right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Big time. And I don't have a D1 trophy, and I want that too. So we'll see what happens. I think the – before I make my pick, though, this is – I just saw this, but it's super interesting. The goal differential in the league. Dominoes and Crew are the only two teams with positive goal oh, differential. Wow. And Dominoes isn't that far away from being neutral. Exactly. They're only at two, sitting at two right now. Well, and also to be mentioned is the last couple of D1 games that have happened have been like total blowouts. Yeah. Like like 13, 14 goal games and stuff like that. So yeah, like but that, the goal differential there, 
doesn't it, matter. It changes game to game by a lot. Oh, yeah. I've won games in that league, you know, 10 to 2, and I've lost games 6 to 5 against the same team. So everybody in that league has blown out. <laughs> Or have been blown out by the same team. At the same token, we're getting a, a lot of guys are finally getting the chance to play up in D1 that have been wanting to for a while now um, and get to see the speed of it. Is there a top power play? Um, it's not much. It's, it's dominoes. Yep. Three out of 12. So there's only been... Uh, actually, that is a wrong highlight. So to correct our fake news... Up? Yeah, it's oh, The Office. Head. Your Six team. Six of 21. Shoot. Six of 21. So... What I did with the office was the last couple of games that I've been to, we've uh, it, we have the worst like rotating cast of guys that don't show up. But so Barry is basically at every game. I think he's a sub, but he's basically a rostered player because he's probably played the most games. He was the only lefty there, and we were just whoever was up next was going on the power play, and I was just I spoke up and I was like, "Listen, Barry's our only lefty, so whoever else goes out there, I don't care. It doesn't need to be me, whatever. But Barry's the lefty, and we can't have all righties on the power play. So Barry got out there, and our power play like turned up." Well, it's been a turnaround for the team there from the start of the season. So, uh, honestly, I picked Duck City. Um, there's a ton, a ton, a ton of experience on that team. And they haven't had the best few weeks. Well, is D-Mac on their team? Yeah, and he's still out of town for work. And so. they've got that Palmer kid who's just lighting it up. Exactly. I don't remember his name, but he wears a red helmet, and he's just like... Yeah, so they've got guys who've been gone for the past month who are now coming back. So, yeah. I, I think they're going to be tough. I mean, top to bottom, they're a good team. you got Marty and Nett, so... Yeah, well, they just got absolutely destroyed by Trecos the last time I was watching, but I I didn't even recognize their team. John Drace is on that team, too. Correct. And he's a staple on our two-plus team. Perry's on – they have Perry. They have yeah, uh, dude, Scott good. Smith, like top to bottom. They're a good team. Uh, mm, that's not a bad pick. I was I was hesitant on that. Just I was basing it all on the fact that they just got absolutely obliterated by Trecos. No, they're, they're top, top to bottom. They're a good team. But like I said earlier, man, every single team has either – blown out and been blown out by every team yeah and everybody i mean crew right now six and five the last place team the office four and six is marty top goalie uh, i'm not sure he i bet you he is he's got to be leading in like every category marty Fillion's such a good goaltender yeah he's he's pretty amazing it's actually uh brandon harvey uh based on whatever based, we're ranking on here but uh that was based on based wins, on wins probably okay. yeah which so, is obvious because tracos is in first uh, on the save percentage, Marty right now, 0.91. Yeah. And that's Harvey, Freiburger, myself, 0.85. Yeah. So in D1, anytime – well, we saw it in the summer tournament. Uh, you you were the only one that had above a 0.9. Yeah, but in in that top level, like a 0.9 is an A+. Plus. Yeah. Like if you can be above a 0.9, it's not like in the NHL where you expect a good goalie to have like a 9.1 or a 9.2. Yeah. Yeah. Not when you're facing 65 shots a night and power plays are three on twos. Yeah, honestly, my barometer there that would have like, I use 8.5. Eight 8.5, five, eight five, yeah. you're doing your job. Yep. You're getting it done. Yep, 8.5. Any, anything above nine, it's like stellar game. I mean, honestly, like depending on the, how the play's going, any point eight is still okay. Yeah. Yep. And I think that about wraps it up for our playoff uh, our playoff predictions and regular season wrap-up. Let us know in the comments of this uh, episode who you think is going to win. Uh, we'll enter you guys in for a drawing for a Deck Hockey Focus t-shirt. Mock, what did you learn tonight? Oh, boy. I think I learned that Irish Mafia 2 Plus is the greatest thing to ever happen to the league. <laughs> Thank you, Shaq. <laughs> Shaq, what did you learn tonight? Uh, I learned about uh, with the tournaments, you have to have a different mindset about how you're recruiting and what you're going to do with teams. And I learned that from top to bottom, 
it's going to be really tough to pick a winner. Stay on the lookout for the Deck Hockey Focus Anniversary Party. Go out to the pro shop, buy some glasses, and uh, go out there and score some goals. Mm -hmm.